0: This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie, at CatholicFoodie.com, and you are listening to episode 32 of the Catholic Foodie, Take and Cook. Welcome to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. We're so glad you're here. And what's on the menu? Well, well before we talk about the menu, I have to tell you, uh, this is my second episode that is recorded with a live Ustream audience. That's right, Ustream.tv. Uh, which is a very cool, very cool website, Uh, you're actually able to video what's going on. So I am videoing this particular episode in front of a live audience. That's very, very neat. Uh, So you need to check that out, too. Look up the Catholic Foodie over at at ustream.tv. So what's on the menu? We're going to talk about recipes today. Recipes. You know, it comes from the Latin. uh, Recipere, which means to take or to receive. And it was first used by doctors and telling their patients to take something, right, take medication. And now uh, it's used to talk about food, the preparation of food. It's really instructions. And we love recipes. We get them from all over the place. You got cookbooks, first of all, and you know uh, we all love a good cookbook. Uh, So you have recipes there. You also have them online. You can get so many recipes online for free. And we're going to review some sites. Also, sites that deal with video recipes. You got it, right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Wow, something smells good. Those uh, goodies in there. Granny, Granny Puckett, the Goody Lady. My goodness, she makes some good goodies. She's got a thing. It's like a, uh, it's like a uh, cookies, shortbread, chocolate dicing between. Very. It's good. Uh, it's very good. Well, the first goodies that we're going to talk about today uh, is a bit of feedback. We've got some feedback. I've got some to share with you. And uh, before I jump into that, though. You know, a couple of episodes ago, Captain Jeff, our good friend Captain Jeff, uh, reminded me that I really need to get some more healthy stuff on the show, Uh, healthy recipes, things like that. The way he categorized it, though, was something boring and unappetizing. Now, I can't go that far, but I'm definitely working on healthy recipes. And, you know, not only that, I'm even thinking about taking vitamins. Uh, Do you take vitamins? Vitamins, I think, are very important. And I'm not going to take just any kind of vitamins. I'm going to take Catholic vitamins. That's right, Catholic vitamins. You ever heard of that? Uh, I'm very excited about these Catholic vitamins, and I'd like someone here to tell you a little bit more about them. Are you a runner? Do you work out at a gym? Are you trying to get in shape? Good for you. Keep it up. And speaking of good for you... Did you know that there are special Catholic vitamins? No kidding, really. You know what they are? Do you know where to get them? This is no infomercial. It's about a new podcast with Deacon
1: Tom Fox. We've already won. Look at how far we've come. Ooh. Let's fully embrace this change that is taking place. This is Deacon Tom Fox.
0: Catholic Vitamins are the keys to spiritual health. Catholic Vitamins, from the land of the Grand Canyon and the Yucca Plant, from Arizona, where they say it's a dry heat. You'll love Deacon Tom's warm wisdom as he dispenses your dose of Catholic Vitamins from A to Z. Look for Catholic Vitamins on iTunes this September. Catholic Vitamins. Who knew? (laughs) As you can imagine, I am so excited about these Catholic Vitamins, and I cannot wait uh, Deacon Tom Fox, uh, the Deek, they call him. Uh, I can't wait to, uh, to hear him on his new show. Uh, I love his, uh, his segment over there at uh, Catholic Bomb on the Catholic Moments podcast. Uh, always so inspiring, always uplifting, and I'm just so excited that he's going to have the new Catholic Vitamins out for all of us to enjoy. You know, I've been, I've been thinking about recipes lately, I I interviewed Marcel Bienvenu just what three weeks ago I believe two three weeks ago and uh, Marcel writes cookbooks I mean this is a uh, I mean she's a famous author you know Uh, and and a big time cook loves to cook Uh, that's that's her her work she writes a food column in the uh, Times Picayune of New Orleans and I I figured I I I had a question that was just sort of burning uh, in my mind and I figured if I could ask anybody this question I can ask her because she writes recipes and the question is simply this Uh, how should we look at recipes what is it uh, you know it's it's listed out it says you know you need a teaspoon of this and a tablespoon of this and a and a, a one third cup of that of that and it's it's very almost scientific right it's scientific it's laid out very clearly but you know what the way i experience cooking it's more of an art than a science and so for me it was it, i was always kind of frustrated when i when i cooked from recipes i always felt frustrated what i'm not doing it right right i'm not doing it right how how should i be doing this or i don't have this particular ingredient so i need to, to use something else or just drop it entirely well this is supposed to be you know xyz dish but it's really not because i'm missing something what 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 is this all about so i wanted to ask her and i did i asked marcel you know how should we uh, home chefs, right? How should we look at a recipe? And she had some great things to say, and she was basically saying, uh, you know, it, it's not it's not like the code. It's not like law, a recipe. It's really supposed to be more like guidelines. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about recipes in that respect. And uh, with it on my mind, just a couple of days ago, I, uh, I posted uh, something on CatholicFoodie.com, Basically saying, hey, we need some recipes. I love uh, the recipes that are on there. They're they're things that I put up that uh, I enjoy cooking. Uh, I have tons and tons of recipes that I really want to share with everybody. Uh, But two things kind of prohibit me putting up more recipes on a regular basis. One is just time. Uh, It takes time to do that. And two, which I guess is related to one, uh, they're not all in the computer. So if I'm going to share recipes, if I'm going to uh, post them online, I've got to take the time to go through and uh, type them all out and then uh, submit them. And when you have all these other topics that are coming up and planning the, the podcast and uh, writing other posts because content, something, ideas uh, come up, it's just been very hard for me to get over to the recipe section and start to uh, to build it up. Now the funny thing about this is when I check the statistics on the website, guess which section is the most visited? (laughs) The recipe section. So you would think that I would have more there. I mean, people want recipes, so they're going to the recipe section. And I've got, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 recipes, that's it. And I haven't counted, so it may be less. (laughs) I don't know. So I had an idea. I said, wait, what, what if I invite you to submit a recipe? Uh, your name goes on it, but it's posted on the Uh It will be like a, a, a post all to yourself. It's got your name on it. Uh, matter of fact, if you want to put a little blurb there about who you are and what you do, uh, you're welcome to do that. But I would take recipes that you send and put them there in the recipes section. That way, uh, we have recipes going in. It's the most visited page. And at the same time, it would give me the opportunity to, uh, well, to take my time uh, in putting up my own recipes. So that's my idea. What do you think about it? Uh, and we are actually, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I, I, at the end of the post, I said, you know what, why, why don't we do a, not, not really a challenge, but uh, I guess it is a challenge. I said, can we do 10 recipes in 10 days? Can we put up 10 recipes in 10 days? And I was so amazed how quickly these recipes started to come in. Uh, some of them just a, a very short period of time after I, uh, like maybe an hour after I posted this this particular uh, article on the Catholic Foodie, on CatholicFoodie.com, uh, we had recipes starting to come in. So uh, I'm not up to ten yet, but I do have recipes coming, and I want to share a few of those with you. And the first one that came in, uh, or not the first one that came in, but one of the first ones that came in, came in in audio format. So I have a a call here that I want to play for you.
1: Hi, Catholic Foodie. I tried to email you something, and my computer doesn't seem to be working right, so I thought I'd just call in this recipe. It's a recipe for anyone who is totally too tired to cook but hungry. (laughs) I got it from a girlfriend, Donna, and I call it Donna the Beachcomber Supper it's got a Polynesian flair and it's so simple it's three cans it's one can of condensed mushroom soup one can of pineapple chunks in juice the pineapple juice one can of either tuna or chicken drained and curry powder to taste but I like a lot in a medium skillet you just make a nice satisfying sauce whatever uh, consistency you like, by mixing some of the pineapple juice with a can of mushroom soup over medium heat. When it's hot, you stir in the pineapple chunks and the tuna or the chicken, and you add the curry powder, and you heat thoroughly and serve. (laughs) That's it. You can serve it over hot leftover rice or noodles, or you can also first chop up some onion and celery and saute that first. Uh, and a little olive oil in uh, the in a, the skillet, and then proceed with the recipe in that same skillet. I also oh, just wanted to s- mention that uh, you probably know about the Chamberlain French cookbooks. Uh, they were uh, popular maybe in the 70s, it seems, or 80s, but anyway, they had the simple French recipes and wonderful black and white photos of the French landscapes and chateaus and, Uh, I often gave them as wedding gifts. In fact, I gave everyone away. (laughs) So I'm still looking for them. I can't find them, but I I will try to find them on the web when my computer is working better. Anyway, just let you know I'm following you on Twitter and enjoying uh, hearing your tweets. All right. Thanks, Mary from California. Bye.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Mary from California. That was awesome. Uh, the the recipe sounds delicious. By the way, uh, definitely something that I will want to try. I am going to post that on the website uh, so that other people can take advantage of it as well. And uh, you know, it it was it's awesome. Uh, if you're in a rush, I mean, if you are in a rush, uh, this is a quick meal, very easy to put together. And did you notice? Did you notice that uh, what she said? You could serve it over, or serve it with leftover rice. Or pasta, uh, or noodles, and I think that's awesome because you, you're thinking about that being in a hurry, or you just don't have a whole lot of time to cook. You don't want to do an elaborate meal. It's just you got to put food on the food on the table for your family. So just open up these cans, put it together, make a good sauce, and uh, and go from there. It sounds wonderful. Now, uh, you know when I try it, and this is just because I'm um, me. <laughs> when I try it, I am probably going to, uh, to use uh, like a maybe a, I don't know, uh, I don't want to say whole chicken, but uh, legs or, or thighs or something uh, that is uh, fresh simply because it takes longer to cook. And, and I like to be in the kitchen, so it'll give me a chance to, uh, to do that. But wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, and about those, uh, those cookbooks... Um, I have a vague recollection about uh, hearing about those cookbooks, but you've piqued my curiosity. So if you do find them online, please do email me uh, the link or, or just give me a call again. That'd be wonderful. I've also received a few other uh, recipes that came via email. Uh, Sabine, I believe that's how you pronounce your name. I, I hope I'm not messing that up. Uh, Sabine sent one in. And uh, she said that this is a, a European recipe, so uh, the spoons are real spoons and not the American measuring unit. And, you know, I, I don't really know a whole lot about that, but I, I'm interested now. I'd like to know uh, what exactly would be the difference between a real spoon uh, and and a, uh, a teaspoon or a tablespoon here in the U.S. with our measuring units. Uh, so anyway, this is a European recipe. And let's see, check this out. You can tell me if you think you know what this is going to be. It would be kind of hard to guess, I think. You need flour, egg yolk, salt, olive oil, blanched onion, bacon, uh, cream franche, which I don't know if I'm uh, pronouncing that correct either. I don't really speak French too much. Spanish is a different story. Water, and then butter or oil for frying. Any idea what that could be? This is a tart Flambe. It sounds good. So I'm going to take this recipe. It's going to be put on the website. And Sabine's name will be on there as well. Thank you so much, Sabine, for uh, submitting that. Okay, I'm going to share one more recipe with you real quick. And uh, this comes from Deacon Tom. That's right, Catholic Vitamins. Deacon Tom, he just sent this recipe to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I was playing his promo and talking about how much I love his stuff, and then all of a sudden, I get the little ding, you know, from my mail uh, application. And I, I go to check it, and guess what? It's Deacon Tom. So he says, uh, This is from Sunset Magazine. It's a recipe from 1976. And uh, he was very young then. And let's see. <laughs> he the 1976. He says, I was just an infant then, but it was passed down to me. And What time are confessions? (laughs) So that's great, uh, Deacon Tom. But this is a super simple refrigerator bread. And he gives me the ingredients and all that. I'm not going to read them out right now. I'm going to put it on the website. But he said, basically, you mix this stuff together, and you stick it in the fridge overnight. And it actually rises in the fridge, which I thought, I mean, it sounds very strange to me. I didn't, I didn't, um, I'd never heard of that before. Uh, most times, when you add yeast to flour with with water, uh, and some maybe some oil, salt, sugar. Uh, sugar, by the way, helps the uh, the yeast to activate and to rise. But uh, typically, you need to keep that dough in a warm place, not hot, but a warm place, and it helps the yeast to uh, to expand, and of course to to, to leaven the uh, the dough. Uh, so I've never heard of actually putting dough like that into the fridge to to rise. Matter of fact, you have a lot of these uh, pizza places if they make uh, a dough, a pizza dough uh, in advance, what they'll do is they'll make it the day before, they stick it in the fridge, which sort of kind of retards the uh, uh, the what do you call it? The, the process, right? The rising process. So I'm, I'm very surprised and uh, this is something that I will definitely have to try and once again, you will be, be able to find this recipe on CatholicFoodie.com, uh, probably in the next uh, day. So thank you so much, Deacon Tom, for sending that in. Oh, you gotta taste this! This is oh, it's got this kind of mm, it's burning, melty. It's not really a smoky taste. It, it, it's a certain oh, it, it's kind of like a you know, it's got like this boom zap kind of taste. Don't you think? What, what would you call that flavor? Lightning? Yeah. It's lightning-y! Ugh, we gotta do that again! Okay, when the next storm comes, we'll go up on the roof. I know what this needs! Saffron! A little saffron would make this! Saffron, why do I get the feeling it's It's in in the the kitchen? kitchen. Well, we're going to go in the kitchen right now, and we're going to continue our talk about recipes. Um, You know, I, I mentioned, I guess this was a while back, a month or so, maybe two months ago... I did a review of a Mac application that was—it's like a recipe application called Sous Chef, and I really like Sous Chef. It's—it's uh, it's a place. It's like one place you can keep all your recipes. Matter of fact, if you wanted to do two things, you could either scan in uh, recipes, like if you want to scan something, and then you can kind of cut and paste and put those into um, put those into uh, Sous Chef. You could do that, or you could just kind of cut and paste things from uh, websites. And just with a, a few clicks of your mouse, you can bring those recipes into SousChef. Uh, not only does it collect recipes or help you kind of organize your recipes, but also there's a cloud feature, which means that any recipes that you put in, now you have a, the option to turn this part off. You can, you can definitely uh, uh, turn this off. But uh, what it does is it will upload them to the cloud. And so there's like, I don't know, 100,000 recipes on the cloud that you're, you can access. All you have to do is uh, do a search query and and find the recipes. Matter of fact, I was aggravated at one point uh, a few weeks back. I, I tried to find a certain recipe, and when I when I searched for it, it's like two hundred something recipes popped up. It's like I, I don't want to look through two hundred something recipes. I want you know I don't want a big decision to make. Just give me. A few good ones, you know. So anyway, that's uh, it, it's a good application. I, I've also been experimenting with Mac Gourmet. I'm a I'm a big Mac person over here. Uh, Mac Gourmet is also a, an excellent uh, excellent application. In, in many ways, I should say, in, in some ways, I like it better than Sous Chef. Some of the uh, the features uh, are more useful for me personally. But I'll talk more about Mac Gourmet uh, on another show. Okay. Uh, there are many, many places that we can go to get recipes. Uh, I love cookbooks. I've mentioned that before, uh, especially cookbooks that not only give me recipes, but tell a story. I want to know where the recipes came from. Uh, and I believe it was Sophia pointed out last episode that uh, she likes Emeralds, uh, Emerald Lagasse, his cookbooks, because you can kind of tell that these are family recipes, or at least inspired by family recipes. And, and it's, there's something about that that kind of, you know, uh, attracts us, is it's good. It's, it's food and family. So um, I like cookbooks with a story. I want to know about them. Uh, so there, you know, you can get uh, cookbooks. Uh, that, that's a great source for recipes. Uh, it, it can also be expensive if you have to go out and buy all these cookbooks. Uh, but there are other places you can get recipes as well. How about online? Many different websites uh, are exclusively recipe websites. And uh, some of the, the, uh, we have a few folks out here on Ustream uh, listening in and and watching the the show. And uh, I I would love to know what they have to say about recipes. Where do they get their favorite recipes? Uh, Nick Padley says that uh, one of his best resources is The Joy of Cooking, which is excellent. I have heard so many good things about that cookbook, but do you know I don't have it? (laughs) I don't own that one. But uh, but they are I've heard great things. Uh, Migley Migley says that old cookbooks are the best, and I agree. I love these old old ones. Uh, Migley says he's got several from his mother and uh, grandmother, which I mean that's that's like a treasure. So Migley got to hold on to that. That's wonderful. Uh, Nick says that he prints out uh, recipes from uh, the web and collects them. That's really good. You know, I have a little notebook too where I collect recipes. As a matter of fact, unfortunately, some of the ones we've printed out, they're not really very organized. We just have we have a stack of papers, I don't know, probably about like that big of individual computer, you know, just regular printer paper. We printed out recipes and we stuck them in between cookbooks in the uh, in the pantry. So not very organized, but uh yeah, it works. You just kinda have to go through it and find the one you're looking for. It takes a little extra time. Uh Nick also says that he has a great recipe for Guinness chocolate cake. And uh I'm sorry to say, but you are gonna have to send that one to me. I need to I need to uh to have that one. Oh, there's a link right here. I'll put that on the show notes as well so everybody can check it out. Ah, that's right. Inga's uh, website. Uh, we'll have to put her link as well. I know she's got a whole section that's just full of recipes. That's awesome. <laughs> Migley makes a comment. He says Does Emerald tell you when to say BAM when making the recipe? <laughs> No, that's just an extra flair. you got to throw that in whenever you feel like it, you know. I I love that, though. Bam! That's great. All right, so uh, we've got a few here who are going to be sending us some recipes as well. Uh, Once again, Nick says, let's see, what does he say? Oh, now that's really cool. You know, I've never, I've heard people do this before. I've never done that. Uh, Nick says that he has gotten a few recipes from just asking in a restaurant. I, I, I never thought about that. Never thought about that. So, let's see. Sometimes, if I like the dish, I'll ask for the recipe or ask what's in it and write it down and try to duplicate the dish at home. That is a fantastic idea. <laughs> I just never thought of it. Next time I'm out and I, uh, I come across a really good dish, I will try that. Well, cool. Well, y'all If you know, y'all want to submit some more ideas here, uh, we will definitely... Uh, come back to that. I'll I'll be happy to share whatever you have to say. All these uh, good folks here on Ustream. Now, I believe not too long ago, I did share some of my favorite recipe places, and I I talked about Recipesar as an example, um, and a few others. I have since come across other websites that I really like, uh, and also some iPhone apps. I don't have an iPhone. I have an iTouch. But there are some really cool applications here that deal with recipes. I'm I'm pulling my iTouch out right now. I'll take a look at this. Uh, One of them is the Epicurious uh, application. And of course Epicurious is a huge website uh, you can go to. They've got tons and tons of recipes as well. Uh, But Epicurious uh, iPhone or iTouch application is just so neat. I mean you can do a search and it comes up with two, three hundred different recipes, which I know can be overwhelming but they have a ranking system in, in uh, incorporated, so you can go to the ones that, that are that are ranked, you know, five-star or whatever, four-star, and uh, just really good stuff. You can search by keywords. So if you have a particular ingredient, let's say uh, you want to cook something with one of my favorite ingredients, garlic, uh, you can go and search, and, and boom, you've got tons of stuff that will show up with that. Uh, and here's my uh, youngest... Daughter, Grace. You want to say hi to everybody, Grace? Hi. Now, you're going to hear from Grace shortly. I interviewed her yesterday uh, about a DS game that she's been playing. So we're going to hear from her in just a short while. Here's one I got from Epicurious just the other day, and I made it. It's a grilled chicken summer salad. A grilled chicken summer salad. Very good. Uh, Let's see. Another application I have here that I really like is... Where to go? Where is it? Why can't I find it? Oh, all recipes, all recipes, which uh, is an application. But you could also go to allrecipes.com, and once again, they have a neat little feature here. It's, it's called the dinner spinner. So, <laughs> so you can do a regular search if you want to find a recipe, or you can go to the dinner spinner, and let's say you know it asks you, you've got, let's see. Uh three different categories here. You can pick by dish or by ingredient, or ready in like you know a certain amount of time, like less than 20 minutes or, or whatever. Uh, so let's see, let's go here, let's just say bread. We're going to pick bread, and then you click spin the categories. And so it spins everything else and it comes up with uh, d- different recipes. Actually, this recipe doesn't there's nothing. It doesn't come up with anything. So let's see, let's try a different one. Appetizer. And we can say vegetable, and we want it in, let's see, let's say 20 minutes or less. How does that work? All right. Oops. Press the wrong button. Appetizer, vegetable, less than 20 minutes. View matches. Okay, it's going to show me what. Okay, taco dip. Taco dip showed up. We had 29 recipes show up here. So Taco Dip, uh, Figs, Oozing with Goat Cheese. That sounds sounds interesting, but it it does have 25 reviews, and it's got four and a half stars. Uh, Creamy Dill Cucumber, something that got cut off here. Okay, there's one more app that I'll share with you here. It's called Drinks Free. Drinks Free, and it's got uh, it's drink and cocktail recipes. So if you're stuck somewhere, you're at a party, and you want to Uh, know how to make something, or you go out to a restaurant or a bar, ask for a certain drink and they don't know how to make it, hey, you got it right here. You can show them. i just pull this up. It's got, let's see, I'll read a couple of these off to you. Uh, How about Lemon Drop number 1, Long Island Iced Tea, Mai Tai, Martini, uh, Mojito, which is a pretty good one by the way, Uh, Screwdriver, Strawberry Daiquiri, Pina Colada. So these are all kind of basic uh, drinks. But uh, you've got drinks here on the iTouch, so something you can uh, you can check out. Drinks free, drinks free. So what about on the web? I mentioned uh, all recipes, Epicurious, and uh, what was the other one I said? Recipes are. Recipes are is also very good, uh, but in addition to those, you know, I've come across a few more that are more than just a regular recipe site. These sites actually show you how to make what you want to cook. That's right, show you how to do it. Uh, They're video recipe sites, and I'd like to share a few of those with you right now. Uh, The first one I'd like to to share with you is called Food2. Food2 Food2.com. Let's see if I can pull that up here. Food2.com. And, of course, on this website, you can go to different areas. They'll show you recipes, but the, like uh, text-based, right, the written recipes. But they also show you these videos. I'm going to see if I could pull one of these up for you uh, real quick. Oh, that's right. Uh, on the front page here on Food 2, they have a thing with uh, uh, Julie and Julia, the new movie that's coming out. I play. Actually, it came out Friday. I haven't seen it yet. It may be a while before I do Get to see it. We we can't just go off to the movies without a babysitter. So movies are kind of expensive for us, you know, uh, having to pay the babysitter. But um, I'm so looking forward to watching that movie. I've heard great things about it up to this point. And uh, last episode, I did play the trailer. But you can go to JulianJulia.com and find those, uh, find the uh, the preview. Wonderful. All right, on food too, uh, you've got a choice. You can see different challenges that they have. They got recipes, tips, blog. And then right here they have video. So let's go to the videos. And they've got, let's see, four different uh, shows really listed. Kitchen Conspirators, $12 Challenge, Kelsey and Spike, and the Amateur Gourmet. And I'm going to go down to the Amateur Gourmet because uh, I've seen his stuff before and he's got some really, really cool stuff. And he's great on video. All right, all these videos on Food too typically are about three, four, five minutes long. They're not They're not long videos. Uh, let's see. We have uh, a musical episode, which I saw before. It's hysterical. He sits there and, and sings the whole thing. It's pretty funny. Uh, homemade pasta, omelet episode, and the perfect steak episode. I'm going to go for the omelet episode. Let's see if I can get this to come up. And he's always, uh, he's the amateur gourmet, so what he does is he gets uh, real chefs to teach him how to do certain dishes. And, you know, they, as, as I said, they, they do this whole thing within three to five minutes. It's pretty cool. Oh, hey,
1: hey, Alex, how's it going? Hi, Adam? Adam. Um, I need an omelet.
0: Well, why would I make you an omelet? Oh, that's strange. I actually don't know how to make an omelet. So, I... Let's I
1: that.
0: Okay, that's weird. I actually didn't put these signs on this door, so Adam, I... you did, because... Um, oh, my God. And that's my signature, too. So... Wow. All right, well, come on he has in. Here's a sign I'll on the door that says omelet. free omelets. Omelet oh.
1: episode, omelet episode, la, 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 la,
0: la. I have to get my chef in the box.
1: What's a chef in a box?
0: Chef in a box? That's a magical box, and every week there's a different chef in here. What? This this week is uh, Josh Grinker from the Stone Park Cafe.
1: Hi, Chef Grinker.
0: Anyway, me this, you? Is, this is what he does. He uh, is very creative, uh, very short, and they basically walk you... Step by step in a very creative way, in a very fun way, through uh, recipes. So, if you don't want, if you're a visual learner and you want to see something uh, you, you learn by doing, then this may be a great option for you. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, the next one I'd like to share with you is called the Video Recipe Channel. And this is on magnified.net. So, the uh, URL is video recipe channel magnify net and uh, just like the other recipe uh, the other site it's got tons of videos uh, this one it seems you know people can create their own channels so you have many many different people who put recipes together almost like YouTube uh, it's all food related all recipes and uh, and they just it's all right here it's available uh, thousands of videos so you can do a search and uh, and just pick whatever you want to learn and, and go from there I've got one that's loading up right now, just to hear a, uh, a sample of this uh, video.
1: How to make chili con queso? Chili con queso, a classic
0: Tex-Mex dip, is inexpensive, easy to make, and positively delicious. You will need 16 ounces of processed cheddar cheese. All right, processed cheddar, y'all got that? Uh, I don't think I would use processed in my house, but. Uh, that, that's what they say. Anyway, they go through the recipes uh, or the ingredients rather. They tell you everything you need, and then they just throw it all together right in front of your right in front of your eyes. So you get to watch the whole thing. Now, there's another uh, another site that I came across. Actually, I think I came across this one uh, from the Julie and Julia website. What they do is they they have been picking certain um, uh, blogs to highlight every day and. This is one of the ones that they had highlighted uh, a while back. So I actually bookmarked this site because it was really uh, cool. It's called So Good, So Good.tv. So Good. I guess they call it that because all the food is so good. This is a really good one, too. I mean, she does a good job. Uh, very clear to see, and she's entertaining as well. I would uh, I'd recommend that one.
1: Hi, it's Heather,
0: and today I'm making the perfect midwinter dish beef stew. Now beef stew is one of those dishes that can take days to make, or you can make it in as little as two hours, and that's pretty much what we're going to do today. Now, the first order of business is to brown the meat. One of the nice things about... So there you go. Uh, she's got a very nice demeanor. Uh, she's engaging, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. She's got some uh, some good stuff to share here, so I would recommend SoGood.TV. Uh, just last week, I actually I watched her make a traditional French omelette, which I didn't realize was so different, really, than the way that uh, that I was accustomed to making them. So, uh, good stuff. Now, the last video uh, a site that I'm going to tell you about is not really recipes per se. This is the wine guy. The wine guy. Uh, you can find it at tv.winelibrary.com. And this guy... I mean, it's amazing what he is doing. Uh, I haven't watched all the videos, of course. There's tons of them. There's hundreds of them, I believe. Uh, but I have caught, you know, a few of them. And I really enjoy it. This guy is so energetic, it's unbelievable. He is hes just uh, full of energy. And watching him because of that it, it is very exciting. In addition, uh, I mean, he talks very fast, right? He's very much unlike myself. Uh, very exciting to watch. Um, Talks really, really fast. Knows a lot about wine and shares a lot about wine. So if you're interested in learning more about wine, this would be a good place to go. Uh, let's see.
1: Let's move on. Yep.
0: This is good with tropicals too. Like if you have like mango salsa and, and we'll shrimp. are dump it. Okay. Yeah. With what? I'm sorry. Kind of like the Pacific Rim kind of flavors, tropical okay. things. Like if you have Ritz. like, okay, like, um, like you know, grilled shrimp with mango salsa kind of thing. That has yeah. kind of tropical flavors or yep. Indonesian food. Um, lemongrass, citrus flavors are really good. Cilantro. Yeah. And spicy too. It can hold up to spicy. What, what do we right. have here? The Syrah. The oh, Syrah, five. and this is the Barrett Vineyard Syrah. So I make three different syrahs actually. There now this is, is a interesting Santinas, because there is a Napa Valley and then the I Barrett didn't realize this. I Barrett just uh, probably yeah. my favorite. Yep, a little vineyard designate. This comes from just a 2 acre
1: I just picked uh, a, a random <laughs> video
0: and uh, he actually has a well, guest on. To, that's right, that's right. <laughs> good point. Right? She has a he um, has a guest on, no, so you hear her speaking kidding. and not him. But uh, you get the idea. It's really good. Uh, info about wine. Matter of fact, these are like connoisseurs, right? Uh, He is very down-to-earth, as I said, very energetic, very down-to-earth, and and speaks in terms that you and I can understand. Uh, Not too highfalutin, right? Not too high, like, cerebral, cerebral. (laughs) Uh, just good stuff. If you want to learn more about wine, I would recommend tv.winelibrary.com. I've also discovered a few podcasts that are uh, video podcasts that are all about cooking, and uh, there are a couple of them I really enjoy. I'd love to share them with you, but we're going to save that for another episode. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat.
1: This Mm -hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it?
0: I can't agree more, uh, Jamie. That was Jamie Oliver. I love that little bumper. I came up with that. Uh, I don't know how. Uh, a, a spark of creativity, I guess. Uh, but I love his shows. He's got some great uh, cooking shows and uh, just a, a, a good little personality. So it's, it's fun to watch him as well. Okay, uh, what I'm going to do right now is talk about Mass today. Uh, did you go to Mass? You should have. Uh, and if you went to Mass, did you catch those readings? Oh my goodness, I couldn't believe it. I sat there kind of stunned. Uh, the readings were <laughs> they were all about eating. Uh, did you catch that? All about eating. I'm going to pull them up right now and, uh, and, and see. I've, I've, got them. I've got the eye bravery on uh, my eye touch, and it's really awesome. I mean, you have the, the liturgy of the hours there, but you also have the mass readings. And so the mass readings from today... I bring a little notebook into church so I could take notes. Actually, I put it in my back pocket and pull it out during the readings and the homily. Uh, helps me to think better. And if I don't write it down, I'll forget it. But anyway, the first reading is from First Kings. It was uh, chapter 19, verses 4 through 8. And this is when um, Elijah is on a journey. He's on a journey, and he's very disheartened. Matter of fact, this is when he sits down under the uh, uh, the broom tree. And basically tells the Lord, he says, he prays for death. He prays for death. He says, you know, take my life, for I am no better than my fathers. He goes, this is enough. <laughs> this is enough. Take my life. And then what happens is an angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. And Elijah looked, and there at his head was a hearth cake, and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he lay down again. But the Lord, but the angel, of the Lord came back a second time, touched him and ordered, get up and eat. Get up and eat, else the journey will be too long for you. So he got up, he ate, he drank. Then strengthened by that food, he walked 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God. Wow. I, I just, I see so much in here, so much in here uh, that would pertain to us, that would pertain to the Catholic foodie, uh, where food meets faith. God gave him something to eat. And, and you know, it's, God gives us something to eat. In the Eucharist. And and, and where was he going? Where was Elijah going? He was going to the mountain of God, the place where God was. And where are we headed? To the place where God dwells. We're headed to heaven, our home, right? The Father's house. And so we need the same thing that Elijah needed. We need food for the journey. And we have food for the journey in the Eucharist. Matter of fact, the Catechism of the Catholic Church refers to the Eucharist as in one, in one part as food for the journey. It is there to strengthen us on the journey of life so that we can arrive safely in the Father's house. So I just thought that was so awesome. That is such a cool reading. Now, the, the coolness didn't stop there, though. You had Psalm 34 as the responsorial psalm. And check this out. The response is, Taste and see the goodness of the Lord taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Another reference to eating. And uh, he goes on, the psalmist goes on, I will praise the Lord, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. So he goes on, and the whole thing is talked about how he's going to seek the Lord, he's going to praise the Lord, he's going to bless the Lord. And the, the refrain all the time saying, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. And he's he's saying that as he praises and blesses the Lord and looks with radiant joy upon God, what happens? He's saved. God saves him. Uh, The Lord reaches out to him. He hears him and saves him from all distress. Uh, Reference here also the the angel of the Lord, just like in the first reading, the angel of the Lord, uh, encamps around those who fear him and delivers them, taste and see how good the Lord is. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Once again, reference to eating. Um, when we, we, we can look at that as Catholics in a literal sense, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. We have once again the gift of the Eucharist. We have Jesus making himself present to us in the Eucharist and giving us his own body to eat, his flesh and his blood. And as a matter of fact, if you jump over to the gospel John chapter 6 verses 41 to 51, what do we see? We see Jesus continuing his bread of life discourse, and he is saying here very clearly, I am the bread come down from heaven. Not the manna in the desert, right? Which which they had in the Old Testament, the Exodus, not the manna in the desert, not the 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 hearth cake and the jug of water that Elijah had from the angel of God that came miraculously out of Nowhere, Uh, but we have the Savior, the Son of God himself, his body and his blood to feed us, to nurture us, to nourish us, rather. Um, It says that uh, the Father is the one who draws everyone to Jesus, to him, the bread of life. And let's see what's it Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Wow. Awesome. Once again, eating. I mentioned this uh, last episode, but where does salvation come from for us? From eating, from eating the body and the blood of the Lord. Uh, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have life everlasting. So I just wanted to end with that little reflection. It's a beautiful uh, thought, a beautiful uh, reflection on the the greatness of God, His goodness to us, that He gives us not only the, the bread that nourishes our bodies, and we need that in life, he gives us also the bread that nourishes eternal life within us, nourishes our souls. So thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this great gift of Jesus in the Eucharist. And thank God also that with the, the bounty of food, all the gifts that God gives us, the rib eyes and, and, and good wine and um, goodness, even mashed potatoes, right? All the stuff that God gives to us, is more than just food. It's a sign, a symbol uh, of of the the great uh, meal that God has prepared for us, uh, his son Jesus in the Eucharist. So thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. And uh, we are about to close this episode, episode 32 of the Catholic Foodie. And uh, before we do, I just want to say, if you have something you would like to say, if you have a recipe, we asked for recipes earlier, if you have a recipe that you would like to send in and have posted on the Catholic Foodie website, uh, please email that to me at catholicfoodie at gmail.com. And if you, uh, you could also call it in. You can call us at 985-635-4374. We would love to hear from you. When you call that number, you get a, a voice mailbox, basically, and you're able to leave a message. Um... Tell me if you have any ideas about future shows, content, uh, uh, topics you'd like for us to cover. Uh, Recipes, if you have something that you would like to say about a recipe, you can call that number. And uh, I have the ability to play that on the show. So once again, 985-635-4974. All this information is on the website at catholicfoodie.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, bon appetit.